Hey, welcome again to the NPFCC Messages podcast. You're about to listen to one of the messages in a five-part series called One Another, where we do a deep dive into how we really experience biblical community. If you're new to our church, one of our three primary vision statements is experience community, because we believe that you absolutely cannot grow into the person God has created you to become without other followers of Jesus around you. So with that said, though we love that you're listening to this podcast, we hope that you actually process this content in community. So if you're not a part of a life group yet, we cannot encourage you enough to jump into one. So head to npfcc.org slash life groups to learn more. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. Well, hey, go ahead and have a seat. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Galatians uh, chapter six. If you don't have a Bible with you, um, you might want to, you can grab one at any of the places. If you don't have one, take that home. Uh, we'd love for you to have it. We just want people uh, in God's word. So what do you think about the historical storm so far, right? <laughs> We're grateful that you uh, decided to come. Hey, for those of you who are at home, stay safe, stay warm and dry. Um, we're grateful. Um, I just figured this morning as I uh, woke up and I was thinking about um, coming to church and who might be here and who might stay home and all those kind of things, I, I don't know why, the, the, the thought just popped into my mind. Uh, God, you know, because this hasn't, they say hasn't happened in California before. I just figured that God decided that uh, the state of California needed a good bath. Amen? Amen. So today we're in week four of our series called One Another, uh, where we're talking about how we live in community. We've been reminding you that there's over 50 different statements, commands, they're, they're mostly commands, um, that have this word, one another in them. It's a Greek word called elion, and it means to come together. It means to be united or to, to work together. So God wants us to be together. We know we were created for community. We were not created to do this life alone. And one of our strategy statements here at Newberry Park First Christian Church is that we want people to experience community. And so we're grateful that you are here experiencing that today, but there's deeper ways that you can do that. We want you to experience community the way God designed you to, and that is to be part of the church, right? Not just here in this building, but in other places, and together want you to grow and experience the kind of community that God has designed for us. And so that's why you hear us all the time. I know we sound like a broken record. We're always talking about life groups, life groups, life groups, because we just quite honestly believe that that is a place where you experience true, authentic community and where you can, as you get together and do that right, you can experience the kind of community that God has in mind for you. Uh, anything less than that is just kind of, you know, it's kind of, it, it can be really easy to kind of fake some community. You could walk in these doors, sit in your chair, listen to a message, sing the songs, walk outside and not have experienced much community. You, it's, it's easy sometimes to get lost in a crowd. There are some people that like to get lost in a crowd. Um, but God wants you to experience community, and that's why we have life groups, so that you can find a place where you can meet together regularly with people, dive into God's word together, but also share one another's lives and to understand each other's needs and to help each other grow, to be praying for each other and lifting one another up. It is just, it's imperative 
that we find you that kind of community. Uh, one of the great ways to get in, I'm just going to give another plug here, to get into that is um, we have Rooted that's coming up. Rooted is a 10-week um, discipleship experience. It's not like a Bible study, even though you will study the Bible. Um, and we say all the time, it's something where you won't just talk about prayer, you will pray. You'll have a prayer retreat. You won't just talk about serving, you'll serve. You, all these things that help you experience what it means to walk with and follow Jesus together with a small group of people. And we just believe if you jump into that, you're going to understand not only, not only will you grow in your faith, you're going to understand the value of community. And so um, we've started out this series. In week one, we start talking about um, the, the big one another that's in the New Testament, love one another. And over 16 different times that phrase is there, love one another, um, uh, mostly said by Jesus, uh, and he just tells us, love one another, and that's certainly something that our world needs more of. In the week two, um, Pastor Devin, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Devin and Pastor Juan for filling in um, while I was supposed to be gone, <laughs> but um, uh, it's, it's just nice knowing that we have a great church with an amazing staff of people who can jump in at any time, and they did a great job, didn't they? Didn't they do great? Yeah. So yeah, we are certainly blessed. Um, you know, Pastor Devin talked to us about uh, greeting one another with a holy kiss. I didn't see much of that going on this morning. Um, I, I saw one or two husbands and wives, but you know, come on, we, we, we need to be, you know, I know we've said before we're the hugging church. That's okay, that will work, right? But he talked really about this whole idea of holy hospitality, the importance of opening our lives up to others and welcoming people in, um, which I'm going to give another shameless plug for. If you don't have a place yet to serve in the body of Christ, um, I, I just want to put a plug out there for our guest services team. Um, our guest services team are people who, and, and man, I saw somebody out here with an umbrella while it was raining, standing at the end of here, welcoming people. Can we give a shout out for that, right? Because... Um, one of the things I hear all the time when people come and like a lot of times they come to Next Steps or different things and they tell me all the time like how welcoming our church was and I said, yeah, we have people who just love people and love to welcome them. If you don't have a ministry yet, um, we would love for you to consider being part of the guest services team. It's, it's a wonderful thing. If you can smile and say hi, you qualify. And so we would love to have you do that. You can go online to our Connect card, and you can just say, hey, I want to volunteer for, um, or you can go find um, uh, Pastor Juan or somebody outside. You could um, find Scott and Patty Moses, who are ministry coordinators for that area, and just let them know. And it's a great way to get started. If you're new to the church, it's a great ministry to jump into because you get to know a lot of people that way. And so I just want to encourage you uh, with that. And then um, Pastor Juan last week talked to us about forgiving one another, which is so incredibly vital. I, I just, you know, I talked to so many people who are struggling, and when it comes down to it, one of the things they're just struggling with is forgiving, forgiving themselves and forgiving others. And when we hold on to that, um, it becomes just this horrible, festering thing that keeps us from experiencing the best that God has for us. And so we want you to learn how to forgive. And today we're going to take a look at how we as followers of Jesus carry one another's burdens. And I want to start by reading five short verses that will kind of serve as the anchor for the message today. So Galatians chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 1. I want you to read along with me um, either in your notes um, or up here on the screen. 
And it starts with this. Uh, Galatians chapter 6, starting with verse 5, says this. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you, who live by the Spirit, should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may be tempted. You also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they're not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Now, how many of you know that there is a right way and a wrong way to lift something? How many of you know that, right? If you've moved before, you know um, uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to lift things, right? And the uh, internet, I, I went on YouTube and I just put how to lift heavy things, right? And there's video after video after video. There's all these kinds of things. I found this one little picture um, up here, right? It's like, uh, don't, don't lift with your, see, you guys know, but lift with your Legs, yeah, right? So you guys know, right? So, um, but still, we're kind of crazy, even though we know it, we mess up all the time, don't we? And we end up lifting with our back and turning around and throwing something out, and then we're doing this number the whole time. And maybe it's just me, get, because I got a chronic case of OLD now. Um, I'm just like, oh man, you know, but because we do it wrong, right? And, and there is also, I just want to tell you, there is also, here's kind of the premise of where we're going today, there is also a right way and a wrong way to help carry one another's burdens. It's also important to recognize that there's different kinds of burdens. There's heavy things or burdens that we create for ourselves. How many are really good at that? Yeah, that, that would be me. I'm really good at creating things that then I have to carry and fix and everything else. Then there are heavy things that are handed to us. And how many of you have been a recipient of that, right? A burden that somebody else just kind of dumps on you, right? But we all have burdens. We all carry them. We all carry, um, you know, there's different kinds of burdens. There's work burdens. There's relationship burdens. There are financial burdens. There are health burdens. There's all these different things that we all carry, that we all struggle with. Every one of us, there's not one of us that is immune from carrying a burden. But here's the really, really, really good news. The really good news is that when people encounter Jesus, they always left feeling lighter. Unless you were a religious Pharisee type of person who just wanted to add more rules to everything, right? But for the most part, everybody who encountered Jesus, they left feeling lighter, feeling like, hey, the burden had been lifted. Hey, feeling like, hey, there's a new freedom. There's a new, um, you know, basically you got a new lease on life, right? And real life, life to the full. Jesus was always helping people, moving away from the lies that the world says and wants to, us to believe to truth, right? Jesus was always helping people move away from being enslaved by something to finding freedom, uh, in, in, in his grace. Jesus was all about helping people move from pain and suffering to healing. And we see that all throughout scripture. Jesus was all about helping people who were lost move to being found. People, Jesus was all about helping people who were discouraged find encouragement. About people who were living in shame 
understand what it means to be accepted. Every time people bumped into Jesus and if they rubbed shoulders with him or they stayed in his presence for very long, they ended up, Jesus lightened their load, right? And if we're going to be followers of Christ, then that should be the same for us. When we, when people spend time with us, we hope that we would help lighten their burden, And Jesus wants to do that for us too, because he's got to do it for us before we can do it for others. So we have to recognize how Jesus has lightened our load as well, and it's mainly through his forgiveness. You know, we were talking, I know Pastor Juan talked about forgiveness last week. So many of us struggle because we haven't really accepted, fully accepted Jesus' forgiveness for us. And when we do, and when we think we have to earn forgiveness, then we make other people earn ours. And, and it's really important for us to understand that and understand that Jesus has lifted our burden of sin, that Jesus is constantly lit, working on our behalf and lifting our burdens and giving us grace so that we can in turn pour those things out on others because we've been blessed, amen? And we've been blessed what? To be a blessing to other people. And that's exactly what we're talking about this morning. Jesus even said in Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, he said, come to me. All who are weary and burdened. Anybody in the room say yes to that. Right? And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. Are you, are you noticing the rest motif here in Jesus' talk? Yeah, he's saying, hey, I, I, I don't want you to have to carry all these burdens. I want you to have a life of rest and wholeness. And he says, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You maybe have heard us talk about this before. The yoke was a rabbi or a teacher's um, kind of his, uh, his, his teaching and how you should live life. And so when you would take on a rabbi's yoke, you would take on like his disciplines. You would try to live your life like him. Jesus is saying, hey, when you, live, when you follow me, when you live like me, it is not a burdensome thing. It, you know, we, we are really good at taking what Jesus meant to be an easy light yoke and adding all kinds of heaviness to it. You know, well, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. And Jesus is going like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I hear this all the time. This is like the Holy Spirit screams at Ken all the time. Like, Ken, stop making this difficult. Right? Stop adding more. You know, it's like the Holy Spirit, that's how the Holy Spirit just works with me. Because he's always saying, hey, Ken, you know, like sometimes he's just like, Ken, slow down. Hey, Ken, you know, you don't need to carry that. Ken, you don't have to do that. And sometimes the wonderful thing is, sometimes that voice is also voices of wonderful people around me that God has put here to help guide me in that process. And sometimes the people in my life group who are just saying, hey, like, you, you know, like, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't be carrying that alone. And that's why we need one another. I love the way that that verse um, is in the message translation. It says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. How many of you would like some of that? Amen. If so, you're on the right path. Keep following Jesus. He'll get you there. Right. And especially with the help of of community. So now let's take a look back at the Galatians passage. The verse one, it says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, and you all know people, no elbowing someone sitting next to you, right? You all know people who get caught in a sin. Maybe you've been caught in a sin. It says, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. 
So we, we look here and we say, hey, we're supposed to restore them gently, right? Restore them gently. We're not always good at that. I'm not always good at that. Sometimes you just want to say, can't you get this right? Right? Or hey, you know, after you've helped them several times, you're like, what in the world's going on here? And of course, you know, uh, we, we don't want to enable people. We'll talk about that a little bit in a minute. But there's two, in this, in this verse, I, I looked at two wrong ways to lift, right? Two wrong ways to help carry a burden. One is, don't do it harshly, right? You got to check your attitude. If your attitude is wrong and you aren't going to do it gently, then please, okay, step out for that dance, Right, just like don't. If you're going to do it harshly, if you're going to come down harder on somebody, if you're going to add to their burden by because you think you're going to try to fix it, if you come in with that attitude, then you know what? Um, lead them, please, to somebody else. That lead them to CR. Right, they'll, they'll, on Friday nights, they'll be surrounded with people with the, the, that can kind of help guide the process. But if you're going to do it harshly, if you're going to do it with the wrong attitude, then don't jump in. That's super important. It says we're supposed to restore them gently. And then it says, watch yourselves or you may also be tempted. So here's the other thing. Um, don't try to go help carry a burden that is going to bring you down. Now, especially if you have something that you struggle with, and it always seems that when you struggle with something, you're going to be around people that struggle with similar things, right? And we have a tendency to drag each other down, you know, together, and so one of the things I want to encourage you to do is like, hey, if you are struggling, if, some, if you see somebody struggling with something and you're going like, hey, I struggle with that too, then hey, you know what? It's really smart to add somebody else to the mix, okay? Um, probably somebody who maybe they've worked through that and now they're not struggling. That would be ideal, okay? But you don't want to, if, if you're going to get drugged down, it says, look, hey, when you do this, he says, make absolutely sure that you're watching yourselves so that you also aren't tempted and then you fall and now you're carrying a burden as well. And so those are two ways <coughs> that you should not help. Get the person the help they need. Again, that's why we have a wonderful ministry like CR. Get people there. Um, maybe, maybe you've seen this sign. Caution, heavy object, multi-person lift required. Right? This, this is one of the things we want to talk about is that we need to be in community. One of the safest ways to guard yourself is to make sure that you, you aren't helping somebody else alone. Right? Don't help other people alone. Like I know a lot of you are like, oh, I can do this. I can fix this. I can take this on. I would just encourage you. This is why, again, community groups, small groups, life groups, Right? This is why we have these. We want you to help one another, but it is best and it is safest when done in community. Right? One-on-one -on -one relationships can get a little bit crazy sometimes, right? And especially if you're trying to help somebody, I just want to encourage you, like, hey, find, find another, you know, three is a great number, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? I mean, uh, I, I think it's really, really important. Find yourself some people that can help guide the process, right? So important to find community. Whenever possible, burden bearing should be done in community, right? When, when we kind of get off to the side and we're kind of doing our own thing, 
uh, it's just, it's just it creates a situation that oftentimes is just ripe for things to go wrong or for somebody to blame somebody or for somebody to get harsh when they don't need to be. And sometimes when we're helping one another, we need somebody to step in and say, hey, you know, maybe we're going about this wrong. It's just always best to do it in community. Galatians 2, 6, uh, 6, 2, keep moving on here, it says, carry, this is the main part of this passage, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The word there for each other, I said before, was the word elion, which, which means that we are coupled together. It's basically of people who've been either yoked, um, and you kind of remember the yoke, right, which is like two cows or oxen, you put the yoke, and so they're coupled together, doing the same work together. So that's one of the things that we're, we're supposed to be about. We're supposed to be coupled together uh, in community. The word there for burden is interesting. It actually is pronounced in the Greek language, bear, <laughs> or bere, right? Um, and and it, it means a hardship. It means something heavier than what one could normally lift. And, and so... When it talks about there, it says, hey, help carry each other's hardship, the, something that is going on in their life that's heavier than they can bear. And, and there's all kinds of hardships. I, I just want to touch on three of these really, really quickly today. The first is um, an emotional burden or an emotional hardship. Uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 12, verse 25 says, worry weighs a person down. Um, and there's lots of people with worry today. Uh, lots of people with fear, lots of people with depression and anxiety. And obviously, as we have come out of a pandemic and, and everything else, then isolation, the, the, it just breeds depression and anxiety. And so we're living with the aftermath of all that. And people are still holding on to so much of that isolation, so much of that depression and anxiety. And, um, and so uh, there's these emotional Emotional burdens that people are carrying, we want to come alongside. And again, the best thing to do is to help people get in community. I read one article that basically said, um, um, isolation is to addiction what community is to recovery. And, and we want people to be in community so that they can recover for all that stuff. That's why we want to invite people in. Now, also, one of the emotional things I think that people really struggle with today, um, you guys have heard of FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Everybody's got that. I think social media just breeds that into our lives. The other part is we, we all want to come across a little bit better than we really are, right? We, we don't want to burden somebody with our burdens, right? We, oftentimes. And so we, we, we want to come across a little bit better than we actually are. Um, in fact, one of the ways that I, I've, I see this all the time um, uh, is how many of you have ever been to a restaurant and you look at a menu and you see a picture of something and you go, man, that looks really good, and then it shows up on, the, on your plate and you're like, uh, that was not what was in the picture, <laughs> right? I, I think that's representative of a whole lot of our lives, right? We try to put out a really good picture and go, ah, oh, this, this is what it looks like. You know, we start in with, oh, you know, these things are great. Because you ask the average person, if I walk up to just about anybody and say, hey, James, how are you? You know, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. All right. That's our favorite. I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine is basically um, my, my thing doesn't look quite like the picture. Right. My life doesn't look quite like that. Like I'm telling you it's fine. But you know what? There, there, there's stuff. Right. 
Um, and I think it's important for us to realize that that's part of life and that we need to look past all of those things in people's lives. And it takes community, it takes being together to get past that picture and that thing that everybody puts up, past that social media picture of ourselves that everybody's trying to portray. And we all worry about what one another thinks about us, right? I mean, we, we're always worried about what everybody else thinks. Um, in fact, one very interesting article that I wrote, read this last week um, was about OCD. Um, and OCD, some of you are like, OCD, yeah, obsessive-compulsive disorder, right? Well, this guy, um, his, his name is Paul um, Angon, and he said this. He says um, that OCD no longer stands for obsessive-compulsive disorder. It stands for obsessive-comparison comp- disorder. And all of us have it because we are always comparing ourselves to, to everybody else. And he said, especially now in a social media world, okay, that this is really a big thing. And he says this, he says, obsessive comparison disorder is our compulsion to constantly compare ourselves with others, producing unwanted thoughts and feelings that drive us to depression, consumption, anxiety, and discontent. Every day we're trying to pull off a branded, dazzling, filtered, edited, impossibly epic and otherworldly life that no one could possibly be living, right? I mean, that's kind of the trap we get into. And but why? Why is that? Because we're worried. We are worried and anxious about what everybody else thinks about us. And I'm here to tell you, and as you grow in your relationship with God, I mean, this stuff doesn't just magically go away, but as you develop confidence in your identity as a child of God, when you understand who you are in Christ, that is the only way to combat the obsessive comparison disorder, is to understand who you are in Christ. And again, that happens best when it's happening in community. Now, a perfect perfect example of somebody like this in the Bible is um, Martha, uh, you might remember her. She's Mary's sister Mary and, of Mary and Martha fame, right? And we know their brother Lazarus died, and that's a story for another day. But the first time we meet them in Luke chapter 10, what we find is uh, they're, they're having a meal. And, and listen to this. In Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38, it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened their, her home to him. So she's got practicing hospitality, right? Doing a good job, right? She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister's left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Listen to Jesus. I love Jesus' response. Martha, Martha. When he uses your name twice, Right? You parents all know this. When you got to say their name twice, right? He's like, Martha, Martha. I think he even threw in a third one, Martha. You know, you know Martha, 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 right? Um, but he says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, right? Not just this thing. You're worried about many things, but, if, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. 
really interesting. The word there, um, it says, but Martha was distracted. The word in the original language there is this word perisopal, which means this. It means to be weighted down or to have something attached that you're dragging with you, right? So she's, she's not just distracted like, you know, like thinking about everything else. She's like burdened. She's like tied down to everything. What's she tied down to? Think about it. She's preparing a meal. She's, she's showing hospitality. And some of you with the gift of something like hospitality, man, you will work yourself to death to please other people. And I have a feeling that that's Martha's situation, Right? Martha's situation is that she's so worried about what everybody else, including Jesus, is going to think, right? She's got to make it just right. And she's so worried about all of this. You know, one of the things that I think is uh, really important for us to to take away from this is this. Um, You know, she's doing all this work, and she goes to Jesus with her burden. Right? She says, Lord, I mean, take a look at my sister, man. She's just sitting over there. She, she's just sitting. I'm doing all the work. She's just sitting. How many of you have ever felt that before? Like, I'm doing all the work. They're just sitting there. Anybody else felt like that before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, so, you know, Martha's like, Lord, come on, Lord. Like, tell her to help. If, if, here's the deal. If she has already gotten to the point where she's telling Jesus, hey, Lord, would you tell her? She's probably told Mary plenty of times, right? Come on, Mary, come on, Mary, come on. You know what? I'm going above your head. I'm going to Jesus, right? And so, but here's what's amazing. Mary does not help bear her burden. Jesus does not tell her to. In fact, Jesus doesn't bear her burden either. I mean, let that sink in for just a second. Here's this guy who comes to Jesus with a burden, and Jesus goes, I am not picking up what you're laying down. Right? He's, and here's the thing. As we're thinking about how we carry others' burdens, okay, and I want, I want to, because I don't know about you, but I, I tend to, when I see something, man, I want to just jump in and help lift and do all this and carry the burden. There are times... Again, there are times when you could be lifting wrongly, right? And, and, and there are times, don't ever feed a burden that will keep someone else from Jesus. Don't help them lift their burden and keep their thing going when it will take them away from being at the feet of Jesus. Don't ever lift somebody's stuff, okay, and help them out if it will keep them from getting near Jesus. I don't know how many other ways I can say that, but I think we all need to hear it. Because oftentimes we, we, we get in, we're like, help me, we're doing all this stuff, and we're getting in the way of them getting to Jesus. And Jesus is saying, hey, Jesus is even saying, look, I hear your burden, but that is not a burden that we are going to expel energy lifting because time at the feet of Jesus is obviously more important. Now, on the other hand, some of you don't, don't make the excuse, well, you know, I'm, I'm just doing my Jesus thing so I can't help you, right? Again, we got discernment of that. Again, always best done in community, right? And again, I don't know how many other ways I can tell you that either. 
Get in community because when you have a need, when you're trying to figure that out, when you're trying to figure the balance out, you need other people around you and the wisdom of God to help you discern that. I mean, I was just thinking about, I thought just kind of funnily, I thought, what, what if you looked at Mary's post from that day on social media? It's got this cool little selfie with Jesus, sat at the feet of Jesus today. Right? Martha's post, right, is just the table with all the food. So, made this awesome meal, nobody helped me. Like, man. So there's emotional burdens, right? We're worried about others, we're worried about, and people need us to come alongside of them and assure them, hey, your value is not in what you're doing, your value is not in all this, your value is you are a child of God. And we gotta keep reminding them of that. It's one of the things I think is so important for us as you're helping carry other people's burdens, remember this, you're always pointing them to Jesus, always pointing them to Jesus. Remember, you're a child of God. You're a child of God, right? I know, yeah, maybe you messed up and maybe you created this burden for yourself, but you're a child of God, right? Just give this to Jesus, man, and, and, and let Jesus do the work, right? He's already done all the heavy lifting. So there's emotional burdens, there's also physical burdens. Um, A great example of some of that in the book of Acts chapter three, and I'll kind of run through the story, just kind of tell it real quickly. Peter and John, they're heading to the temple one day, right? They're on their way to prayer, and they bypass a man. It says that people, it says people carried this guy every day, and they took him to the temple so he could beg. So somebody was carrying part of his burden. They were getting him to a place where he could go and he could ask for money. And, um, and part of the law was you were supposed to help the poor. So they thought, okay, we're going to get him here. People will help. And so then Peter and John come past uh, him. And he's, again, he's asking for money. And I love this. It says, uh, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And they said, look at us. And, and, and he, the guy thinks he's going to get some money from him. But Peter speaks up and he says, hey, silver and gold, I don't have that. He goes, but what I do have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the guy jumps up and is leaping and dancing and praising God. There's a really cool song. Go to the nursery school if you want to learn it. So um, here, here's the thing. I, Peter and John, the first thing they do is they notice the guy. That guy had been there every day. People just walked by him all the time. People noticed the need. Here's, here's how we help um, carry out one another's burdens. First, you've got to notice the need. Um, and sometimes the need is right by you. You've been walking past it day in, day out. Could be somebody in your office that's just really struggling with things. And you just walk by them day in and day out. You know, we prayed for teachers and students. It, it could, be, could be that fellow teacher who's really struggling with stuff and needs some burden bearing. It could be a student in the class. It could be a neighbor that you don't even know and you walk or drive past their house every single day and you don't have a clue. One of the game changers for me when I started thinking about um, just what's my responsibility in my community is like we, we walk a lot around our neighborhood and I am constantly walking and praying and looking. So, Lord, help me see something that you need me to see. I'll tell you, it's a little bit dangerous because man, you start praying like that, Jesus, Jesus will, he'll answer that kind of prayer, right? 
And sometimes it ends up being a long conversation with a neighbor, longer than you ever thought you were going to be out there for. But that's what's needed, right? Because you've got somebody who just is isolated alone. They just, they need to know that somebody cares. And you might be the only person in your office, in your class, in your, on your team, in your neighborhood. You may be the only person equipped with the gospel of Jesus to take love and care to somebody else. First, we have to see it. I encourage you, see what's around you. Take a different approach, like, you know, even walk a little bit differently so it kind of makes your brain work a little differently. And start asking, praying for Jesus to show you places where there's need and where there's burdens that need to be bare. So be on the lookout for burdens that need to be carried. Secondly is this, um, that we learned from Peter and John. Don't try to give someone what you don't have. Right? Here's the thing. You don't have to answer all the questions all the time. Don't, don't try to make stuff up especially when it comes to faith, because you will get in trouble with all kinds of crazy heresy. Then, then we got to fix that later. So, um, but don't try to give people what you don't have. Give people what you do have. For some of you, it's a prayer. For some of you, it's time. For some of you, it's knowledge. You know how to do something and you can help somebody. For some of you, it's finances because you've been blessed and you could help that way. Don't try to give people what you don't have. Give people what you do have. And I would encourage you to think about all the ways that God's blessed you. Because the resources that God has blessed you with, whether it be your time, your talent, your money, you know, your, your wisdom or something, that's what God wants you to use to help carry somebody else's burdens. Right? And then don't try to get outside your lane. Do what God has told you to do. Right? Use what you've got. That's what, I love that what Peter says. Peter says, hey, I don't, silver and gold, yeah, none of that. He says, but what I do have, I'll give you. And the, it's kind of nice that he had the, uh, you know, the gift of being able to heal somebody. <laughs> but he says, rise up and walk. And then here's what's great. The next point is this. When you bear someone else's burden, it's an opportunity to introduce that person to Jesus. Right? When you're helping carry somebody's burden, you, you can talk to them. You can share with them about who Jesus is. And that's awesome, right? I mean, in this story, not only does the man, because he, he says, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And then here's the cool thing. It says right after that, when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the guy that used to sit begging at the temple. And so now they're praising God for what just happened. So the people around will take notice as you're carrying somebody else's burden, they'll give praise to God as well. And always remember this, as you're helping carrying somebody's burden, it's not about you anyways. It's not about getting the I'm a burden bearer merit badge. Right? It, it's all about helping get people to Jesus. Right? And then there's spiritual burdens. Um, a, a, another great story you guys maybe remember the, uh, the crippled man who um, the four friends, they carry him in on a blanket and then they tear somebody's roof apart and then lower him down. I love that story because I would be the guy like, this tearing the roof apart is fun, right? Um, like, let's get him to Jesus. And again, that's the whole thing. Like, hey, the whole point is get him to Jesus. When it comes to spiritual things, it's like, hey, 
Don't, don't try to get all crazy with all, you know, what you think, you know. Get them to Jesus. And the best place to do that is in community. I mean, think about it. Those folks, they, they carried a corner of that blanket and got him to Jesus. And then I love this. It says, so Jesus, and I could just picture this. You know, there's this hole in the roof and there's stuff falling down. Jesus looks up and he sees these people who are lowering this man down, right? And then this, listen to what it says. When Jesus saw their faith, not just his faith, when Jesus saw their faith, again, community, right? They're in this together. Some of you are the guy on the blanket. Some of you are, guy, some of you are the one on the corner. But it, all of them need faith. And I love it. When Jesus saw their faith, what did he say? The first thing he said was not, okay, you're healed. That's a lot of faith, you're healed. The first thing he says is, friend, your sins are forgiven. Sometimes what looks like a physical, emotional, or even spiritual burden, or or emotional or physical burden, is actually a spiritual one in disguise. Because that is the one that matters the most, is getting people in front of Jesus so that they can have their sins forgiven. Because ultimately, ultimately it's all about fulfilling the law of Christ, which is to love one another. In Galatians 5.14 it says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. We talked about that in week one. Then skipping down to Galatians 6.3, it says, if anyone thinks there's something when they're not, they deceive themselves. I love the, the New Living Translation says this, if you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. And then it says this, you are not that important. <laughs> right? Um, don't tell someone that should be their life verse. Um, but but we, should all, we should all take that to heart, right? It's like, I'm not that important. Jesus is. It's all about getting people to Jesus. And none of us are above having burdens of our own. I think the, the other important thing is not only are we supposed to carry burdens, we're supposed to share our burdens with one another. And, and it's really hard for me sometimes to let people carry my burdens, but we all have them. None of us are immune to burdens. Um, Brene Brown, uh, author, says this, we are those people. Right, Because you, you always think about, oh, it's that person. That person's got the burden. In fact, sometimes we think that person is the burden. Okay, Remember, the person's not the burden. The thing behind what's going on in their life, that's the burden, but they aren't the burden. Right? They're people that Jesus loves. And she says this. She says, we are those people. We are all just one paycheck, one divorce, one drug-addicted kid, one diagnosis, one sexual assault, one drinking binge, one affair away from being those people. I would just say we're all one situation away from having a burden that's in need of having people help and carry it. Um, I was that person recently. Um, Brenda and I were um, uh, supposed to go on a couple weeks of vacation, and we were super excited about it. <laughs> um, and we were going to go up to Montana to a family reunion. And um, I had, some of you know the nightmare story of my truck that I, that's been being worked on. We finally got the truck back, everything was working. We kind of get going. We make it to St. George, Utah. And honestly, I, I told Brian, I said, hey, would you go out and check the exhaust? It looks like there's smoke coming. She gets out and she goes, no, there's fire. 
<laughs> I'm like, great, I'm driving the Batmobile. So I'm like, so the whole thing go, gets crazy. And, and by the way, when that happened, it was 4 a.m. because we got started way late because of, again, something that happened with the whole truck thing. So, um, so it's 4 in the morning. We're like, okay, we're exhausted. What, so we, we try to, we're like, we're, oh, and by the way, we're hauling our trailer. Okay, we have a small travel trailer. We get there and um, like we got to sleep. We get in we get in the trailer and literally I think I slept an hour. Um, Brenda says you know maybe she got an hour and a half and we're just exhausted. And we start thinking what are we going to do? You know we're we're hundreds of miles away from home. Um, you know what, how how are we going to fix this whole thing? Um, and so of course the first thing we did is we we just stopped in the morning. We just said you know what the first thing let's pray. And we prayed about it. Um, and then the second thing that we did is Brenda sent out a text, one text to our life group. And, and I have to tell you, in the middle of the nightmare that was going on, one of the most amazing things w- is within minutes, we have all kinds of options. Because all people from our life group are just like, hey, what about this? What about, hey, we can help do this. We'll come pick you up. We'll do this, you know? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. We got a trailer too. What are we going to do with that? We, you know, and we're, and, and all of a sudden though, all these people are involved in what is our nightmare. They literally like stepped into our nightmare and we're like, okay, like ha- we're here to help. What are we going to do? Like, let's, let's, and, and all of a sudden, what seemed like, okay, there's no options. There's lots of options. And long, I, I could, this story could go on long because it was crazy. But long story short is some wonderfully generous person from our church family um, allowed us to borrow their truck. We actually put their truck on a trailer that got towed to us by the guy who needs to now fix my truck. And then he took my truck and took it back to the shop. We took that truck, hooked up the trailer, and took off on our trip. It's pretty awesome. Somebody was so generous that they're just like, hey, just, just go for it. Take, yeah, take our truck. Let's just go, right? Yeah, it was awesome. But wait, the story gets better. <laughs> the truck is fine. So, um, so we, we, we keep driving. We get up to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Right now we're 750 miles away from home. And uh, we're finally like, okay, life is on track. Everything's going to be good. We can rest. We can breathe deep now. And, um, and we get a phone call from our daughter, Hillary. Some of you know she sings sometimes here um, on Sunday mornings. And she says, um, I think my water just broke. And, of course, my wife immediately is like, you know, I'm like, oh, grandkid. And my wife's like, no, she's seven and a half weeks early. You know, that, that's not a good thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, now, you know, now what do we? It was amazing. Again, we're 750 miles away. Just amazing to watch so many people jump in to help carry our burden. You know, and sometimes just hearing from people, hey, we got this. Hey, we're on this. Hey, we're taking care of these things. Right? Is amazing. And folks, you just don't get that when you're not in community. And some of you are trying to do so much and so much of life on your own. And you wonder why it seems unbearable. Let me tell you why it seems unbearable. It's because you have chosen to try to do all the lifting yourself. When God has designed us to be there to help 
carry one another's burdens. When we carry one another's burdens, the, the relationship that gets built is incredible. You know, I just want to thank you all because, man, those prayers have worked for our little granddaughter Paisley. I think we got a picture up here, a little teeny one. She's, she's over the four-pound threshold now. She's gaining weight. She got to come home this last week. And, um, yes, yeah, she is a sweetie. I just want to thank, and I want to thank you all for, for the prayers, the powerful prayers that, that I do believe. I mean, she's been just blowing the minds of the doctor. She's doing great, and mom's healing up well, and, you know, obviously they're nervous because she's so tiny. You know, see her in that crib, man. It's like she looks like, like a little stuffed animal there. But that's what we all need, right? We all need that. That last verse says uh, at the very end, and it, it can be kind of a confusing thing. It says, for we, for we each are responsible for our own conduct. That's in the NLT. It also says in some of your NIV translations, we should all carry our own load. So it's like, how do you, how do, you do that? Carry each other's burden, but we should all carry our own load. Well, the word there for load is the word, um, fort, um, it's the word um, portion. Basically, in the Greek, it sounds like portion. So it's like our portion, and that is a load that we were meant to carry. It's the weight that we can carry safely and that we're meant to carry because we're all supposed to carry some load. And I want to just say this, as you're helping people out, don't carry people's consequences for them. Okay? You can carry their hardship, you can carry the burden, don't carry their consequences. So those consequences are there for a purpose. That's to help teach them, and I think ultimately to lead them back to the God who loves them and wants to really carry their ultimate burden, which is sin. Because what matters most is helping people get to Jesus. I want to kind of close with this story that I heard I thought was really great. There's a story about a a fourth grade boy. This boy is in fourth grade, um, and um, in the middle of class, he's just sitting there in his seat, and all of a sudden, um, he he feels something wet, and he realizes, man, he's in fourth grade, and, and he's like, and he just he wet his pants in class, right? I mean, think about that. Think about how embarrassing, you know, that could be. And the little boy stopped, and he's thinking, man, you know all over the floor now and he's just sitting in the class what am I going to do and and so he stops and he prays he just says oh lord this is an emergency right he says man if the boys in class see this I will never live this down if the girls in class see me see this they will never talk to me like I, I will be the class pariah right I'm just like lord do something and just then this little girl this little girl in her class, let's just call her Alice. Alice gets up and she is carrying um, a little, one of those globes with the goldfish in it. And she walks down the aisle and as luck has it, she kind of trips on one of the little dust things and she pours water right in his lap. Right? And he is like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right? And um, all of a sudden, all the attention 
again, is off of him and on her. What was his shame is now like she's the class klutz, right? How could this possibly happen? And all the attention's on her and what she, what she did rather than his problem. Now all of a sudden he's looked on with sympathy and she's looked on with ridicule. Later on in the day as they were getting ready to leave, um, they were getting on the school bus and he leans across the aisle to Alice, the little boy does, and he looks at her and he says, you did that on purpose, didn't you? And Alice looks back at him and says, yeah. She says, because I wet my pants once too and I wished there was someone there to rescue me. Folks, Jesus rescued us. When we were sitting in our mess, Jesus rescued us. Jesus took the shame. He took our sin. He took our burden. He took our humiliation. He hung naked on a cross to bear your sin and my sin. And he carried that ultimate burden so that you could know for certain that you are a child of the Almighty God and that you are valued, that you, are, you have worth, that God loves you and wants to spend eternity with you and there is no burden in your life that he can't lift. And as we recognize that God has done that for us, he invites us in to become rescuers of other people in need. The question today is, will you carry one another's burdens? And I can't tell you enough, it is best done in community. And if you're not in a life group, man, give it a shot. What do you got to lose? Jump into Rooted. I promise it will be fun. And you will learn a lot and you will recognize the value of community. But Jesus, man, he, uh, he took on our shame and our sin so that we could live with a lighter load. And we are reminded of that every week as we take communion. So if you have your communion, I want to ask you to just grab that. And... This bread represents Jesus' broken body that he gave on our behalf. So let's take that together. And the cup represents Jesus' shed blood. So let's take that together as well. And we want to take some time today and we're just going to pray and thank God for the burden of our sin and our shame that he carried. I just want to invite you this morning, if you're here and you have a burden, if you have something, maybe it's emotional, maybe it's physical, maybe it's spiritual, I'm going to ask our elders um, to just come up and they'll just sit up front here. Um, and uh, if, if they can come and they bring, bring their spouses if they're with them and just come. If you have a burden, we, these people love you. They want to pray for you. Um, they'll also hang around a little bit after. You know, I know it's hard sometimes to walk down front. Um, but, um, and we, we want to be there for you because we want to help carry that burden. Uh, we're here for you. We're here to help you get to Jesus however we can because he is the one that's got all the answers. 
Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for bearing the burden of our sin. And thank you, Father, that every day after that, you continue to bear our burdens, Father, when we mess up, when we don't do life right, when we're confused, when, when we're feeling the shame, when we're feeling the God, you come alongside of us. And Father, I know you're just pleading with us, let it go and let your Holy Spirit lift us. And Father, forgive us when we don't trust well. Father, and, and Father, I just pray, I, I pray, Father, for the folks in here who are carrying enormous burdens today, that Lord God, they would allow others to help them and help carry that burden, help get them to you, and that God, you would let them know it's gonna be okay because you're their father and you've got their burden already paid for. Thank you, Father. Help us be burden bearers like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the NPFCC Messages podcast. If you'd like to support the work of our church, head to npfcc.org give to make a one-time or reoccurring gift. For more information about us, you can always check out our website at npfcc.org. Again, that's npfcc.org.